0: Praise the Lord. So very very quickly, our our time is short for today. I want to talk about the the old mark or the old marks of a good father. The old marks of a good father. There's there's a song that has been with me for a couple of weeks now. And actually, when Sister Dwayne was leading us in praise and worship, she alluded to it. Luke 18, verses 18 and 19. Luke 18, verses 18 and 19. It says, now a certain ruler asked him, this is um, the ruler was asking Jesus, asked him saying, good teacher, what shall I do? I'm reading Luke 18, verse 18. Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That was a question the young man asked. Good teacher, what shall I do? To inherit eternal life. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. So this young man went to Jesus. What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And the first thing Jesus said was, why are you calling me good? Why are you saying I'm good? No one is good but God. There is only one that is good and that is God. Praise the Lord. You know, the the amplified version says, no one is essentially and morally, no one is essentially and morally good except God alone. So in essence, we we can't count ourselves as being good. God is the one that is good. So morally, I mean we, we make mistakes, we get things wrong. And what Jesus was telling this guy was inherently, it is God that is good. But God, Jesus still answered his question. If you read further down. No, Jesus said that, you know what? Sell everything you have. You know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. The guy was like, you know, I've, man, I've kept the law. I've kept the commands since I was young. I know the scriptures. I know what I need to do. I've been doing all that. And Jesus said to him, you know what? Okay, just do one more thing. Everything you have, give away. Come and follow me. That, that was a difficult task for him because we're told that it was very wealthy. But, you know, if you think about it, when Jesus said, come and follow me, Jesus was calling for a relationship. Praise the Lord. He was saying, leave everything, come follow me. Build a relationship, have a relationship with me. And, and you know, if we think about it, God as a father says, "No one is good." And the, the song that has been with me is that song that says, "You know you're a good, good father." We have a God that is a good, good father. That's an awesome father that has a relationship with us. And this is a charge for the fathers. So when when I say the hallmark of a good father, it, it's indeed it's the hallmark of a good person. And it should be something that we do. Primarily, God wants a relationship with us. That is what he longs for as a father, to build a relationship with us. As fathers, are we building that relationship with our children? As good people, what makes him good? What makes him good? Because he cares. You know, I I looked into the background of that song. We we all know that um, Chris Tomlin made it popular but he wasn't the one that wrote the song. The, the guys that wrote the song, Pat Barrett and Tony Brown. Now, this, this is what they had to say. Okay, so Tony Brown apparently did not have a dad growing up. He didn't have a father. He grew up without a father. And for him, it said that the only one he ever called father was God. So this, this was a man that from childhood did not have father's love and could relate to God as his father and the the chorus of that song came to him during worship they were having spontaneous worship and you know he was just saying you're a good 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 father that's who you are and apparently they sang that chorus for about four months even before the old song was written in worship you know, just proclaiming the father's goodness. Now, this was someone that grew up without, without a father. And the only person he could relate to was God as a father. And recognition that God is indeed a good father to him. The, the other person that, the co-writer, um, that's Pat Barrett. Again, he, for him, when he started having children, I'll quote it. It says, when I started having kids and I'm looking at my daughter and I'm like, how am I going to explain God to you? That was the question, you know, he asked himself, how do I explain God to my child? How am I going to introduce you to someone who so transformed my life? Just giving some insight, that, that was what the man was thinking. Looking at his child, how do I explain God to you? How do I help you to know someone that has transformed my life? How am I going to tell you what it's like? And really, that is what we need to be doing as fathers. Are we investing in you know the lives of our children? Are we helping them to know the Lord more? Or you can only do that if you yourself have that relationship. Praise the Lord. It says, good, good father helps you unlearn damaging things you have heard about God. The bridge. You're perfect in all your ways. That's in the song. You're perfect in all your ways to us. is personalized. You know, it's so it's for me, is God perfect in all his ways? Yes, he is. And if I have that recognition, if I have that understanding, am I communicating that? to my children? Am I helping my children to know him more, to develop the relationship I have with them? That is your charge. I have spoken a number of times about the book I read recently at the beginning of the year, The Intentional Father. As fathers, we have to be intentional. We cannot, we cannot assume, you know, for some folks, it's like, you know what, things, things will fall in place but well, we have to take a step further. Praise the Lord. So in God, we have a good father. The, the, the authors of that song, they said one good was not even enough. And that's, the, that you know, one good couldn't quite. So it's a good, he's a good, good father, laying emphasis on the goodness of God. So if we have God as a good father and we're made in his image and his likeness, it behoves us to be good sons of the father. And as parents, it behoves us to be good parents for our children, even as God is to us. So some hallmarks, some very quickly, seven hallmarks of a good, a good man, a good father, a good person, a good parent. Firstly, God orders the steps of a good person. He orders the steps of a good person and delights in that person. You see that in Psalm 37, verse 23, Psalm 27, verse 23. The Amplified Version says, the steps of a good and righteous man, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. He delights in his way and blesses his path. So God delights in the way of a good and righteous man. He orders the steps of that person. He directs their steps. He establishes their steps. My prayer for you is that God will establish your step in the mighty name of Jesus. He will direct your ways in the mighty name of Jesus. The the second point, a good father deals graciously and is charitable. They lend. They don't withhold. If we look at Psalm 112 verse 5, I'll read New King James Version. It says, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. I pray that God will help us to be discreet as, you know, men, as fathers in the mighty name of Jesus, and each and every one of us will be discreet. Discretion is, is, is a virtue. He says, a good man deals graciously and lends. You know, the Bible says some people, they withhold more than is needful and yet turn to poverty. I pray that that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Let us be charitable. Let us be kind. Let us show, you know, let us be magnanimous in our ways and God help us as we do that in Jesus' name. Number three, a good person, a good father obtains favor from God. A good father, a good man, a good person obtains favor from God. And you see that in Proverbs 12, verse 2. I'll read from the New Living Translation. It says, The Lord approves of those who are good, but he condemns those who plan wickedness. So a good person obtains favor, is approved by God. If you're good in your ways, God will approve of you you'll find favor with them in the mighty name of Jesus. And the fourth one says, you know, a a good father leaves inheritance for his grandchildren. A good father, a good man, leaves inheritance for his grandchildren. And we see that in Proverbs 13, verse 22. And I'm gonna, you notice I'm reading different versions. I'm gonna read from the English Standard Version. It says, a good man, Leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. And you, you have to ask yourself, as, as a man, what inheritance? I guess when we're saying inheritance now, it's not just money. What legacy are you leaving for your children and your children's children? Every, you know, we, we look at the scriptures in the Old Testament. You read Judges, and we're told that at a point in time, a generation arose that did not know God, and that's that. And says people did as they willed; all sorts were going on. And sometimes I look at the United Kingdom and I think to myself, "Is there, is there a generation now that doesn't really know God?" And it didn't start last year. It didn't start ten years ago. It didn't start 20 years ago. It didn't start 30 years ago. It didn't start 40 years ago. It started way way further behind. I mean, I I remember in the 80s, already folks were doing all sorts. As a young kid, I I used to think to myself, hey, people weren't going straight. It's not as bad as now. It's not as bad as now. But even for me as a young kid in the 80s, that I could think, hey, some people don't really care about this God. Now, those that were teenagers in the, in the 80s, they're probably grandparents now, most likely. So if they didn't go to church, if they didn't have a relationship with God, how can you expect the young men and women of nowadays to? What inheritance are we leaving for our children? What legacy are we, are we leaving to our children? Some of us, we we don't want our children to go through the, you know, the hardships we went through so that, okay, that's that's a sermon for another day. We'll we'll leave that. But sometimes, you know, we, challenges make us stronger. In in a bid to cater wholly and make everything available, parents, don't let us wrap our children in cotton wool. Praise the Lord. Don't, don't let us wrap them in a bubble. Don't, don't let us say, you know what, yeah, I, when I was a kid, my, my mom and dad made me learn, you know, 20 verses a day. Uh, no, that was too hard on me. So my kids, they'll, they'll do it in their own way. The question is now, you that you were learning 20 verses and reciting a whole chapter, you know the word of God. And that word is in you. Not, not, it cannot be taken from you. How many children now can stand up and recite five? Someone once said, I think it was during a children's week. The children were asked to learn verses of the scripture. Maybe the child was given five verses. And they said, wow, that's too much. Did anybody learn five verses as a kid? Adults, ten verses, Twenty verses. Nobody's raising their hand. You people didn't learn anything. No. Let, let's be real. They they will think that. For a second, how many of us were made to learn chapters as a child? Raise your hand so they'll see, so that they'll know that we're not being fake. Are you? You are ashamed to raise their hand? Some people are like this. Okay, wave. So it's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. God will help us in Jesus' name. Like I said, that's that's a sermon for another day. Number five, see a good person enjoys God given wisdom, knowledge, and joy. A good man, a good father enjoys God given wisdom, knowledge and joy. And we see that in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 26 reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, for to a person who is good in his sight, a person who is good in God's sight, he has given wisdom and knowledge and joy, while to the sinner he gives the task of gathering. You know, this verse is interesting. If you read the entire chapter, interestingly, I read this chapter this morning, and the preacher, Solomon, was... Pretty much mentioned that as a man, you work, you're, you're diligent, you do everything, thank God for wisdom, you do everything right. But when you die, what you've done, some other person will inherit it. You don't know whether they're smart, whether they're foolish, and they may do anything they like with it. There, there's a man in my, my birth city who built literally this mansion, very wealthy. And you think, I, I mean, mansion. When he died, the house pretty much started dilapidating because he had so many children, but none could care for it. None maintained it and it became a waste. And that, that was what Solomon was lamenting about here. But if, you, if you're training your children If you're giving them the right inheritance, even after you've gone, they will do the right thing. Praise the Lord. It says that to the person that is good in his sight, if we're good in God's sight, it will give us wisdom and knowledge and joy, and it will cause folks, sinners, to even work for us. Praise the Lord. Number six, a a good man, a good father is not just good outwardly is good inwardly and it has to start from within us praise the lord matthew 12 35 it says a good man brings good things out of the good stored in him that is niv a good man brings good things out of the good that is stored in you so you can only give what is within you if it's not there you cannot share it so if you're good you're not just good outwardly You're good from within, praise the Lord. And lastly, a good man gently handles whatever is committed into their hands. You have to be faithful in handling what is committed to your hands. As a good father, what has been committed to your hand? The care of your family. First and foremost, your wife, your children. Are you looking after them diligently? Are you diligent? in what God has given you to do, the task, the commission is given you. Slightly out of context, but Matthew 25, 21, it says, well done, good and faithful servant, said the master. You have been faithful in managing small amounts, so I will put you in charge of large amounts. So are you faithful in the little place that God has placed you? If you are, then God will enlarge you, will increase you. My my prayer for each and every one of us that when God looks on us, he'll find us as good individuals, not just fathers, mothers, children. We'll be good children. Praise the Lord, children. We'll be good brothers. We'll be good siblings. We'll be good sisters. We'll be good mothers. And we will be good fathers in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can you open with that song, good, good father? We'll, will will we'll just take that song. Um, I believe we haven't given our offering, so as we sing that song, let's let's take our offering. Um, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Let's let's give to the Lord as a, as a token. Whether it is your type, your offering, please um, make it. If you're Pain, virtually, please do so. If you need an envelope, the ushers will give you that. And as you do that, I want you to reflect on the good, good father that you have. For those of us that still have fathers, please don't forget to reach out to them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that in spite of it all, they matter. It's always about mothers. I'll keep saying it. Let us know that fathers, we love you dad i love you irrespective of what might have gone on reach out to them god bless you
1: have heard a thousand stories of one In all of your ways, you are perfect. In all of your ways, to us.
0: Personalize that. You are perfect in all. father we bless your holy name we thank you indeed because you're a good father you're an awesome father a father that loves us more than anything more than anyone you loved us so much that you gave us your son to come to die for our sins to redeem us to bring us back into fellowship into a relationship with you we thank you father we thank you lord for your unquantifiable love for your inexplicable love we say father thank you we thank you lord for every father in the house as we're made in your image and your likeness oh god that we will learn to love like you we'll learn to love like you that truly as fathers as fathers to be will be perfect in all our ways because you're a perfect god you said we should walk before you and be perfect. Help us, O oh Lord, to walk and be right with you in Jesus' name. Peradventure, God, there, there are folks here that have strained relationships with their fathers. You that are the balm of Gilead, we pray that you will cause a healing to come into those relationships in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go forth, O oh Lord, as men, as fathers, let us be shining examples in the mighty name of Jesus. Examples of a believer in word, in thought, in deed. That our children, our children's children will look to us and they'll call us blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Our spouses, our wives will be proud of us in the name of Jesus. Above all, God, you'll be proud of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you, Lord, for the offering of your children. We pray, oh Lord, that you accept us, you accept our offering in the mighty name of Jesus. That you'll have regard for us and our offering in Jesus' name. And you cause it to be used in accordance to your will and to the glory of your name. As we step out, O oh Lord, for the street fair, we pray, oh God, that those that you've been preparing their hearts, people that are seeking you, people that have questions, that are longing, that will come in contact with them and will share your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of God, go before us. Give us a word in season in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, Heavenly Father, for we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. And shall we share the grace and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we should dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you.